0: And you got me. <laughs> oh, honey, honey. You candy girl.
1: And you got me you. I'm Elena. Girl. I'm Grant. And this is Sex Archie.
0: Kept you waiting, huh?
1: Far too long.
0: That's right. We are a Riverdale Recap Podcast, and we are here to talk about chapter thirty-five. Brave New World, by Roberto Aguirre-Sacasa, and directed by Stephen A. Adelson.
2: Mm-hmm. Here it
0: is, the second season finale, or as I call it, the third season prologue. <laughs>
2: the third season prologue.
0: Basically what it is. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: So this is our, our double-length bonus uh, uh, finale extravaganza.
1: Mm-hmm. We open on Betty and Veronica and Archie standing in the cemetery over Jughead's grave.
0: Oh no, and Betty's so weepy, like, Come back to me, Jughead! Our
1: story's not over, as she's
0: clutching his beanie. And as I
1: called it, he's not dead. Because then, he wakes up in the
0: hospital. You see, the hospital in Riverdale, they have this hypnosis therapist, who just goes around to all their unconscious patients. And tells them they're dying, so they'll wake up. <laughs> yeah. Every time.
1: So, so Jughead wakes up in shock, because yeah, his brain was having Betty tell him not to die. Mm-hmm. And, and FP is there, and he was asleep on the chair, because he's yeah. just been keeping watch over Jughead. And we we find out that it's been quite a few days. It's
0: been one week since you looked at him.
1: After what happened, all the serpents came out of the woodwork. And they all went to battle. Their
0: big brawl. And we get this huge description of of this incredibly exciting action scene that they could not afford to shoot. Yeah. There's just too many combat trained extras involved. I
1: don't really understand why, because later we find out they have enough serpent jackets. (laughs) (laughs) Battle happens.
0: Casualties include most of the trailer park. A whole lot of the units went up in flames, uh, and the entire serpent identity. Many of them left town. Many joined the Ghoulies, but the, the many age, were arrested. The age of the serpent is over. We we all they, were yes, done. Jug. They,
1: they did not win, but we do find out that Fangs is alive.
0: It was a lie. It was
1: a lie. It was a just ploy. it was just some random deputy that called him who turned out to not actually be a real person. And Fangs was not dead.
0: It was all just to wind the serpents up to, to throw them into a fight they couldn't win to destroy them.
1: FP makes a comment to Jughead about like, okay, well now, now you gotta be there for Betty. And he's like, what? What happened to Betty? Like, what?
0: <laughs> Sorry, I've been asleep for a bit.
1: What's up? Uh, so then bet we, we jump ahead and now Betty's there visiting Jughead and they are cuddling in his hospital bed.
0: So he, like, confessed over old home movies? Really? Oh, that sucks.
1: <laughs> uh, of course he's apologizing that he wasn't there. Betty never want to see him again and I have to atone for all the things he did. Uh, and then they're like, yeah, I guess we're not running for student council, huh? Because really, we would not get the votes.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jughead, I mean Jughead
1: would. He he like almost died. You <laughs> definitely get the sympathy votes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Betty, I don't think she can be his running mate. Well, there'd be some weirdo kids that would vote for like the serial killer yeah, connection
0: just to be edgy. Yeah, I'd vote for Midge. Yeah. Yes. Who's dead? Yes. Just
1: right in, right in candidate there. She's
0: the only candidate that can't screw us over.
1: What if her ghost just starts haunting Riverdale Halls?
0: Then I was right all along.
1: <sighs> so Veronica goes to the Andrews household. She's apparently now Fred's scheduler for campaign events and has created a full schedule for him and, and booked him to all these events following her mother's uh rainbow
0: tour. As the money keeps rolling in.
1: The money keeps rolling in. That song's so good. <laughs> I love that song.
0: You know what Hal was always saying? Hmm. Kapow! Die!
1: I love that song even more! (laughs) Gosh, if you have not watched Vita, you need to do that, people. (laughs) The best musical.
0: That is not true, but it's good.
1: Okay, like one of the best movie musicals (laughs) that has
0: been made? Singing in the Reindeer.
1: Modern ones. The uh, movie cast recording is better. Than most of the Broadway ones, overall. (laughs) Not necessarily each person, Mm -hmm. but overall, Mm -hmm. much better. Yeah. It's a very controversial topic, but it's what I think. (laughs) Antonio Banderas has what no one else has.
0: Enthusiasm. (laughs) Yes. It has the best wand, like, head and shoulders, I'd say. Yes. Yeah.
1: It's it's just with... Ava Peron. that's where you start to, uh, (laughs) but yeah. Anyways, we went off topic there. Uh, uh, Veronica has booked him a schedule uh, Mm -hmm. going to all the the speaking engagements that her mother's doing just like right afterwards.
0: A clearly self-appointed position, which is really in character. I like that. Yes.
1: Veronica is no longer running with Archie for Mm -hmm. student council.
0: So the six-way race is down to three.
1: Yes. Which the first time we watched this, I didn't realize that Archie was still running. And then I was really confused (laughs) later on. So I was like, man, every couple's dropping out. Uh, Archie's now with Jughead and Betty. Mm -hmm. uh, And Archie's filling in Jughead about the other black hood. Uh, Yeah,
0: he missed a lot, man. But even so, he seems pretty healthy for a dead guy. Yeah, like twelve people were beating him with sticks. He doesn't have a cast.
1: Yeah, he just <laughs> he just has a lot of scrapes and bruises. Yeah,
0: wow. He's he drank his milk. That boy. Good yeah. job, FP.
1: Okay, this other black hood stuff is definitely political. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And could uh, it be Hiram? And Veronica's like, yeah, probably.
0: But more likely, someone he paid for. because He's all about that deniability. And he's untouchable. rich. And yeah. he's rich.
1: We also find out that uh, Archie has to go identify Hal as the Black Hood tomorrow.
0: Yeah. And talking about that appointment makes Sheriff Minetta jump to the top of the suspect ratings for Black Hood number two.
1: Yes. Connections for certain things and that he wasn't seen at certain places. Mm-hmm. and They're very suspicious. Uh, over at uh, Thorn Cottage, Rose, what, what is it? Cheryl's place. Cheryl's place. I can't keep track of what it is now. Um, so Cheryl is signing papers uh, with Attorney McCoy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, formerly the mayor.
0: Can we just call her Mrs. McCoy? Ever? Like, no,
1: she is a woman of power, and mm-hmm. we are going to acknowledge that.
0: We we can call her Mrs. McCoy JD when she like. stops
1: being an attorney. We're going to find out she's also a doctor. <laughs> And yeah. then when she stops being a doctor She's going to be a professor
0: Mm-hmm I love when Cheryl signs this paperwork. She speaks like she's in a press conference. Yeah. And the only person she's talking to is her own lawyer who drew up the papers.
1: And Nana Rose, hey, Nan- who's right She's there. not
0: addressing Nana Rose. Nana Rose is behind her. That's true.
1: So yeah, so these are the papers that are saying that Nana Rose is her guardian. Her, her mother no longer has any say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's all official and... Her mother just needs to be served this letter.
0: In conjunction with the the will, now Mumsy and Claudius have, have no hold on any part of Cheryl's life. Yes. They got a place to live and they've got an, an income. They're good.
1: Cheryl's like, oh, well, I'll deliver that letter because Mumsy and Uncle Claudius are living in the barn.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And so she does go to the barn and uh, there she sees them. With Hiram, <gasps> but they don't see her. But then her mom thinks she hears something, so she jumps in a barrel. Yeah,
0: a Cheryl barrel. A
1: Cheryl barrel. <laughs> Was there Sherry in that Cheryl barrel? I'm hoping it was, didn't have, like, maple syrup in it, because that would be pretty no, sticky. Oh,
0: Sticky Cheryl. Sticky Cheryl.
1: Oh, my gosh. What if it would have been, like, a maple syrup barrel, and then, like, she has to, like, pop her head back up through it, and there's this maple syrup everywhere.
0: No, it's fine. And
1: it'd be, like, the carry thing, but instead of blood, it's syrup.
0: It's fine. It's just heroin. No big deal.
1: Do you think back on that episode yeah. that that was real blood or that she made like what, stage blood? real blood? blood? <laughs> I
0: don't think they used real blood. No, that's a crime. No, like I'm sure it was stage blood.
1: But, well, like stage blood, or did she make her own, but instead of corn syrup, she used maple syrup? Because <laughs> they have such an endless supply.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, that's exactly what it was. But in the fiction of the show, she did kill a pig.
1: Because, like, stage blood with corn syrup is really hard to clean up. you you got a limited time frame to get that off
0: the floor. It's hard to keep intimidating someone when you're just running a hot (laughs) bath for three hours. I hope you're still really scared, Mommy (laughs) Dearest. Could you bring me more towels? More towels! Maybe
1: maple syrup is the key. Yeah. I do prefer to think that Cheryl just had real blood. Like that, for for like a couple weeks, she's just been like um, uh, donating her own blood to the cause and been collecting it.
0: No, her mom's an actual literal vampire. That's how she healed so fast. Yeah, fire's the one thing that can harm her, but she still recovers faster than most.
1: Yeah, yeah, that does explain things. So she just like raided her stash, which was why her mom was so upset. Yes, she's like, no, my no! blood
0: dinner. That's my fourth meal, Cheryl. Why?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh... (laughs) Betty goes home, and Alice is having a freakout session on the front steps at all these like the, murder gawkers. Yeah, the
0: junior paparazzi is out in force, and they're all just like standing on the lawn with their phones, and Facebook
1: live streaming her, ranting and raving, and in
0: her bathrobe and slippers. And, like, and, c- come on, take a look, everybody. She should be selling admission. And
1: just all like abandon all hope, ye who enter here.
0: She should be doing ghost tours. She should be... Uh, she could be
1: making bank
0: right now. Auctioning off things of Hal's. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I guess you know what to do in case I ever become a murderer. Auction my shit off.
0: No, move to the Bahamas. I'm getting... <laughs> <laughs> I can't be involved in this.
1: <laughs> well, you gotta auction the stuff off, though, so that way you can afford to move.
0: Oh, uh, no, I just stow away on a cruise ship. Yeah? Yeah.
1: Do a Disney cruise line? <laughs>
0: I might as well.
1: <laughs> You're going to stole away and you have your pick.
0: Yeah, Hang I, out with Mickey. I'm changing my name and the first place I do it is on my magic bands.
1: <laughs> they do like require a fingerprint, so I don't know if that's such a good idea. <laughs> so the next morning, Jughead's on the phone with Betty. And he's all like, well, I don't have to go back to school today. I could just like, come take care of you. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, no, like. You go to school, it's like, but I'm worried about you, yeah, I'm worried about me too.
0: <laughs> it's fine though, like if your dad turns out to be a serial killer, you get automatic B's like that's the that's your floor for that semester, yeah, yeah,
1: it seems like you should get like A's.
0: Well, we don't want to just throw off the curve willy-nilly. Then everybody would be goading their parents into murder. And <laughs> then society's falling apart at the seams. Oh
1: my gosh, there would totally be parents, though, that went and murdered people to get their kid into a good college.
0: Yeah, first, the grades. Second, imagine their college entrance uh, essays. Come on. No. Yeah. The drama.
1: Uh, So Archie's at the police station, and Hal's sitting on the other side of the glass, and they shove a black hood on his face. And they're like, okay, can you identify him? He's like, yeah.
0: Yeah, the hood wasn't there when I came in the room. This, this this, is very easy.
1: It's like, that's the man that shot Dad at Pops. He's one of the Black Hoods.
0: Bum, bum, bum. He, he says this looking at Sheriff Minetta right in the eye.
1: The sheriff is... Suspiciously carving an apple
0: Yeah, no, nobody who slices an apple by holding it in one hand and like
1: With a pocket knife in the other Right
0: That's And eating
1: it with like the knife side to put it in your mouth No one who is a good person does that That is like, you are a criminal, mm-hmm. you are a murderer You are going to shank someone
0: And this is how we know that uh, Mal Reynolds from Firefly was the bad guy all along Yeah Thank you for attending my TED Talk.
1: Yes. And he's like, well, you know, Archie, there were a lot of looters during the riots, and they all had a lot of hoods. Could have been anyone.
0: There were so many ski masks going on. You'd think it it was Aspen out there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So Archie's like, you should take this seriously. Stop (laughs) eating your apple like that. I don't trust
0: you. I've never seen anyone ski in a ski mask. No one
1: skis in that type of ski mask. Why are they called that? People wear, like, a hat and goggles, and then they have, like, a scarf, or they have one of those, like, lower face things with, like, the nose hole and stuff. They should
0: just be called robbery masks.
1: Yeah, because no one skis in those.
0: I'm writing my senator.
1: Betty is at Andrew's household talking to Fred. And apologizing to him. Oh, And he's Betty. like, you don't have to apologize. She's like, no, nope. I was supposed to be this amazing detective. Says who? And I no. didn't see it. I didn't, I didn't, Nancy drew it. It's all my fault. And like, Betty, you think you're a great detective. Yeah,
0: nobody expects this of Betty but Betty. Which is, again, very true to character. <laughs> yes.
1: And Fred's just like... No, calm down. You're, you're a child. You're
0: like twelve. Okay, can we chill? Can we chill?
1: <laughs> so then, over at school, Kevin walks into the bathroom, and Moose is crying into the sink. Oh my gosh, He's it, absolutely broken. It hurts. And Kevin's like, "What? What's going on?" And we find out that
0: when the school was was being defaced,
1: the riot was happening. All of uh. Midge's locker was emptied, all the notes and things that were left for her as a memorial were taken.
0: her shrine was just...
1: Kevin hugs him and he's like, it's just things. Mm -hmm. It's just things, it's gonna be okay. They unhug, and then Moose kisses Kevin. And Kevin's like, like, whoa! "Whoa." And then it's full-on makeup time.
0: Yeah! I love the two kisses. And part of me is
1: like... Yes! And part of me is like, oh, but this is like a rebound of dealing with, like...
0: Exactly.
1: Like, mourning and stuff, and I don't think this is going to be what you want, Kevin. I don't think <laughs> this is going to go where you want, but I'm glad you can be there for him, but now it' going
0: to be where you want. But it's so clear that he was having those same thoughts they're like, wait, wait, wait. Ah, oh, fuck it. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, like, yes. he, he
1: thought it too, but just reckless abandon there. <laughs> So, we're in the student lounge, and Reggie and Josie are very canoodly.
0: They're a bit canoodly.
1: Uh, And we find out that they are both withdrawing from the student council race. Or student president race.
0: Uh, Uh, Josie's pulling out so she can focus on her music career again And Reggie's like,
1: I'm a shitty dude.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I really suck. It turns out I'm garbage.
1: Uh, And then we find out that Ethel is running as a third-party candidate. And I'm like, but wait... (laughs) What what parties? Also, that means there were four there, groups running. There were
0: either seven or four, and in in a nonpartisan race, what are you talking about? What? Who teaches civics what? in this school? <laughs> Clearly, no one. No one teaches civics in this school.
1: Like, there's not a party for so, but it just doesn't make sense. Of like,
0: third. When were the primaries for student body president?
1: And also, why does everyone else, like, campaigning on having, like, a co-president or a vice-president? It's just Ethel by herself.
0: That's the slogan. Just (laughs) Ethel by herself. (laughs) It should be, vote Ethel. There's no such thing as (laughs) co-presidents.
1: Sweet Pea, Tony, and Jughead are off in their D&D room. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Along with a bunch of non-speaking background serpents. They... They've
1: Were there been, other ones there? They've been using a few
0: of the last few episodes. There's one guy with like Eric Killmonger hair. I like him.
1: Yeah, I've noticed these people in other scenes. I honestly did not realize <laughs> there's anyone else in this scene.
0: <laughs>
1: but sure. So we find out that uh, next week all the or Southside students mm-hmm. uh, are going to be bused to another school that's two hours away because of overcrowding now at
0: Riverdale. Which might be Greendale. Greendale also might be too close or too far for that. I'm really yeah, not know. sure. I don't
1: know. And Sweepy's like, because whether he blames us for the riot night. And Jughead's just like, well, to be fair, you, you, it was you.
0: Archie told me all about that trash can through the trophy case. Like, come on, dude.
1: Yeah. Come on. They're like, this, this is shit. <laughs> We're being targeted. Mm-hmm. Don't close another school and then be like, oh, we have overcrowding. Let's bust these kids somewhere else. That's so very Chicago.
0: Yeah, yeah. Season three, Alice is going to open a charter school and we're going to have to have like uh, uh, voucher debates in in the city council.
1: Yes. 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 And then no one will have a place to go to school. This, we find out during the scene though, that there are a bunch of serpents that are hanging around the south side. At with, the worm. At the worm, which Jughead did not know.
0: Yeah. He did not know there was any such thing as a serpent this morning.
1: Jumping ahead a scene, they they go to the white worm and we see that there are dozens and dozens of people living in the white worm because yeah. their trailers have been burned, their homes have been burned, they can't afford to leave, they don't have anywhere to go.
0: People shambling around wrapped in blankets, eating beans out of cans.
1: Because apparently the stove stopped working at the White Worm.
0: <laughs> I don't know if they have a kitchen. I don't think it's that kind of establishment. I think
1: they have a microwave.
0: They have Tostitos and beer. That's the only two things on the menu. Yeah. And the Tostitos are free. Yeah. Yes.
1: I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Free Tostitos. It's not just like free popcorn.
0: You get cut off after a while. They're uh, they're kind of stingy. That's
1: sad. Uh, Cheryl takes Veronica aside to tell her like, hey, your dad was like... Hanging out with my mom.
0: Not your dad, your strapping conquistador father. (laughs) Yes. Yes.
1: Uh, So then Veronica's like, hey, Daddykins, what were you doing? And uh, Mama Lodge knew nothing about this.
0: Yeah, he spins this yarn about diversifying the portfolio and getting into the syrup making business. The
1: maple trade.
0: And she shoots him a look like, what the fuck? Nobody's going to believe this.
1: And Veronica's like, oh yeah, sure. By the way, did you shoot people up at the debate? (laughs) (laughs) And her mom's like, what? Calm down. No, no, mom. He would put you in the crosshairs for something like this. He would let you get shot.
0: At least shot at.
1: Yeah. So Archie and Veronica go visit Betty and they comfort her. And they're like, hey, you need to like come back to school. And she's like, no, I can't. Big conversation about hating dads. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's very sad.
0: It, it's a thing.
1: Yeah. Jughead goes back to the trailer, because their trailer is one of the ones that did not burn. The, one of the very few. Mm-hmm. Uh, and FP is just sprawled out on the sofa drinking.
0: He seems to think there are three sofas.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: He's triple parked.
1: Hiram fired him from Pops.
0: Mm-hmm. He's, He's celebrating. celebrating. Yeah.
1: Um... And Jughead grills him about, like, why didn't she tell me there were still serpents? They need her help. Like, we can't leave. What the hell, Dad?
0: Well, from a certain point of view, what I said was true.
1: No, no, he's more like, boy,
0: <laughs>
1: you're not gonna die. We're going to Toledo. We're gonna go live with your mom and Jellybean. You're not gonna die. This is what we're doing.
0: Pack light, we're taking the bikes.
1: And I'm like, but we gotta take the fish. <gasps> Don't leave the fish behind. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. I hope. I just want to see that like tied on to one of the motorcycles.
0: No, it's almost it's,
1: like on the front, like it's a ship.
0: The, the figurehead. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: No, it's it's strapped to some to Jughead's knapsack that he's wearing on his back. Yeah. And it's constantly going off because they're driving seventy miles an hour. Here's
1: a little song I wrote.
0: And instead of how's my driving, it's how's my singing on the bumper sticker.
1: Terrible.
0: <laughs> Just the worst. This sounds like the worst road trip ever. <laughs> it starts with you and your dad having an awful fight, him falling off the wagon again. You going and driving a motorcycle. You can't pack any of your books. No, <laughs> no. We're not, I'm not sure where in upstate New York Riverdale is, but this is at least a day and a half on the road with your dad.
1: And a fish that won't <laughs> stop singing because it's motion sensitive.
0: Oh, just torture.
1: <laughs> so then over at the construction site. Uh, Which
0: is campaign headquarters.
1: Yes. Uh, I love that Kevin has a nice campaign sweat sweater on.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, Every character but two mm-hmm. are campaigning for Fred.
1: <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. Old Mayor Attorney McCoy is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's letting him know like the key votes are the South Side ones. That's because kinda... they don't vote. So we gotta get them to vote. And if they vote for you, you'll win. Which I'm like, well, that'd be kind of hard because like half the South Side population's gone now. Yeah,
0: if there's a voter ID law in Riverdale, they're fucked. Like yeah. all of their registration cards just burned up.
1: Yeah. Uh Current so, address Uh, well, you see So they get a call And they go to the sheriff's office The sheriff's all like Well, we went after a suspect That we thought might be involved And there was a, a firefight But we got him, he's dead But it was him Because there were guns that were used At the places that guns were used And there was a hood
0: Of course Mm-hmm
1: and it was Tallboy.
0: Uh, I think the the name he gave was Gerald Petit? Something, I don't know. So Tallboy's real name is Lil' Jerry.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Lil' Jerry. I love it. Uh, so he's claiming that Tallboy was the other Black Hood.
0: And that because he was gunned down, we'll never hear Boy's side of the story. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. This is either very sp- suspicious or... Uh, a perfectly neat little bow.
1: I think it is the sheriff.
0: You think it is?
1: Yeah, Tallboy did shit before, but they were like, oh no, we gotta cover some stuff, get, like, take care of this, so why don't we just go shoot that guy? So
0: he's he's just a patsy.
1: Yeah, and it's really the sheriff did it. Like, Tallboy's been gone for, like, ever. Mm-hmm. What, he was just hanging out in town? No, he, like, left town forever ago. I after d- the stuff with, like, Penny and stuff.
0: It's either entirely true, and it was a setup. Uh, Tallboy was probably like, Hey, you're you're in the Hiram Club now, right? And the sheriff just like shot him and like did a little training day frame-up of the crime scene. And it really was Tallboy. Or, the other way, it was the sheriff, and he just did the same thing.
1: I'm going with the sheriff did it, and yeah. it's just the same thing, of where he planted the evidence, though.
0: But either way, I... I Get that it's not that satisfying for it to be a minor character or a new character, but e- either way, it really sells Hiram as this untouchable criminal mastermind. Yeah. If it was Tall Boy, it's somebody nobody's going to want to waste time defending. Yeah. I, or if it wasn't, nobody's going to care that he was framed. He's fucking Tall Boy. He sucks.
1: That's perfect reason to frame him is because yeah. no one's going to give a shit. But. That sheriff is totally evil. Oh, you yeah. saw the way he ate those apples. Uh, that man is killing people left and right.
0: I mean, yeah, that's, that's science sealed, delivered, incontrovertible he evidence. He sent a young
1: boy out into a mob to be shot.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: He's the other black guy. That's almost
0: as bad as the apple thing.
1: It's also, we never got a close-up of the hood uh, in those two scenes, so you did not see eyes. So we do not know that it is a white male.
0: No, I thought we did. When he's back at the house, it's cutting between his actual eyes and the flashback uh-uh. eyes. They
1: cut out. They it, Archie's gonna like zoom in on it, but it's something like, like the gun or whatever is blocking the eyes. And just as it's Ooh, gonna yeah. clear for it, his brain cuts to the diner scene of the okay. eyes zoomed in. You don't see the eyes of that hood. Okay, I'm pretty positive. I could be totally wrong. <laughs> So back at the Cooper household, Polly's over with the babies. With the babies. Cute little babies. And Polly's being a weirdo who's all like, "Did you visit dad? Well, we got to visit dad. It's the only way we can forgive him."
0: And, and forgiveness to, is
1: our greatest gift.
0: You got to give forgiveness so you can purify yourself and and pass through the cleansing fire of righteousness.
1: Yeah, and Betty's just like, "What the fuck, Polly?" <laughs> And Alice is like, well, maybe, maybe we should visit him.
0: So Just I could give him a piece of my mind. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Alice, never change. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you did. And then you beat him with a shovel. But go on, round two, go for it.
1: Over at the lodges, Hermione goes to Veronica and is like, you know, you're right. Your father could have done it. He's he's kind of a terrible person. <laughs> um. So you need to get some power over him. And here's what you should do. Because he wants to take over the whole south side area, and there's one thing left—he needs the white worm. Mm-hmm. So why don't you try to get this money and get it before he gets it?
0: Mm-hmm. There, there's not a lot of Hermione in this episode, but I did enjoy her, especially the the last scene she was in. Just those looks. She's just. Looking at people and away from people in very good ways. Yes. She's got good looks.
1: She, she is in this episode very little, but when she is, it's very strong statements I'm, about her character and I'm, changes happening within her character.
0: I'm always saying very positive things about Marisol Nichols, and I don't expect that to change. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, she was in the original Charmed. <laughs> that there's a Charmed reboot. So, you know... <laughs> Well, I don't want to spoil it. I mean, it was, it was what, two, 20 years ago? I think I can spoil it. She like They went to might
0: the, rerun the plot again in the reboot. It was
1: like the one season I watched. Veronica uh, goes to her dad with her, her her attorney, Attorney McCoy.
0: Whose only clients are children. How's the business going? How's your practice? Not great. And
1: so she wants the million dollars that her father stole, and if he doesn't give her the million dollars like she's owed, she's gonna, like, start telling all his dirty secrets. And I love how she mentions, like, Papa Poutine's murder right in front of this attorney. Yeah,
0: there is no reason to have a lawyer here. There's no, like, contract to be drawn up. Like, it's just to have a witness that also has attorney-client privilege, I guess? Yeah, yeah. it seems superfluous. I don't know.
1: Jughead and Archie get all caught up on, oh, Tall Boy. Of course, it was Tall
0: Boy. They do not question this at all. They just accept it, um, and it's it's very acceptable. If it's a, if it's a frame job, it's the perfect frame job. <laughs> One that seems so likely that the the people who would be most suspicious are like, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. I'm
1: like, mm, no. Then over uh, at at Rose place. Uh, Cheryl is packing up nibbles And I'm very confused by what these nibbles are They kind of look like corn muffins That just have like three cherries on top
0: They're her very special tarts
1: They have maraschino cherries on them
0: They're very special how are you I don't think Cheryl in? can bake. How are you zooming in on the nibbles and not the fact that she's dressed as Red Riding Hood and putting them in a picnic basket? Oh,
1: I know she's doing that, <laughs> but I was more so concerned with the fact of, what the fuck did you bake, Cheryl? It's a grandmother's house. Oh, wait,
0: she lives in grandmother's house. That's that's a pretty short trip. No, she's taking them to the White Worm to distribute to, to the needy unfortunates.
1: Yes. And uh, this is when uh, Mama Blossom comes rushing in and is like, What the fuck, Cheryl? Nana Rose? <laughs> she's like, I can't talk. I'm going to the White Worm. I have things to do. And she's like, no, no, you can't go there tonight. Don't do not do it. Don't go there tonight. And she's like, why?
0: There's going to be a raid. The sheriff is, is acting on some sort of tip in order to, to clear the whole place out.
1: I don't really... I think he has a right to do that.
0: He's the law. He has all of the rights. He
1: has the right to murder people, too. Jughead and Archie are venting over everything in their lives and, like, how he's supposed to move to Toledo and whatnot over banana splits.
0: Mm-hmm. Like real men.
1: And they're, like, viciously eating these banana splits. Well, it's...
0: That's the thing that's great about having ice cream in your take. Like, you're never going to get continuity right because it's constantly melting. So you might as well eat it. You go to town.
1: They're like beating it to a pulp every time they put their spoon in the bowl. They're just like... (laughs) They're
0: going to lady in the tramp one of the the bananas.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then Cheryl rushes in.
0: Yeah, warns them that Mumsy warned her about the cyber sheriff.
1: Yes. And uh, (laughs) that she already called Tony and they got to get to the white worm and they got to go save everyone. Uh, So they go as like, okay, we got to move fast. We got to move quick. We got a place to go on the north side.
0: This is Jughead presenting the plan to the uh, serpents at large.
1: Yes. And so then there's this montage of them running in two different large groups Trying to avoid sneaking, the police.
0: hiding around corners, and ducking under dumpsters. And
1: all I'm thinking is, you know, this would be a lot easier if there wasn't like 25 of you in each group.
0: Or, you know what, just hear me out, a car, There's a, a van yeah. of some sort.
1: Yeah, that might help too. I feel like it's very suspicious seeing a mob of people sneaking around corners.
0: Wearing gang paraphernalia.
1: <laughs> you know.
0: A, a gang that was known to yesterday be in a giant brawl in the streets. There's that. I'm just saying that Sheriff Minetta can justify this ten ways from Sunday, whatever.
1: So they, they are, uh, I guess, on the bridge that separates South Side from North Side. And Jughead stops and he looks back at the South Side. And Archie's just like, Jughead, don't look back.
0: But it is too late. Jughead has become a pillar of salt.
1: (laughs) Uh, So then we are at the Andrews' household the next morning, and there's Vegas. He's still alive. Vegas Watch
0: 2018! Woo! Woo! Woo!
1: We haven't seen Hot Dog, so I don't know.
0: Oh, I got theories about Hot Dog.
1: But Fred is making breakfast for everyone. He is popping hotcakes off the griddle as fast as he can. Bacon, we find out that he worked a summer at Pops, so he knows what he's doing.
0: <laughs> he's got them good bacon skills. Uh
1: so FP comes in and he's like What's going on? Like Jughead's like, Toledo has to wait, Dad. Serpents need us.
0: Fred Andrews is the only political candidate whose uh, pancake fundraiser is for free. Yeah, you're doing it wrong, Fred. But okay. Uh,
1: and FP's very impressed that you know we got bulldogs helping serpents, and uh, you know he makes a joke to Fred that you know, there goes your North Side votes, having everyone here, and he's like, no, no, we're all neighbors. We're all we're all here for each other. I I got things to do. I got bacon to pass around. FP I'm busy. <laughs>
0: I just found my dog.
1: I thought he died a few weeks ago, but he's still here. I cooked bacon and he came out. He was under his the bed. That's a secret. So Jugget just needs to walk around with some strips of bacon and be yeah. like,
0: here. Vegas is the only dog that is not fooled by bacon strips. He knows.
1: Like, I would have liked to have seen someone just carrying, like, hot dog out of the white worm, like, two frets. <laughs> Everyone else has their duffel bag, and like one person's carrying hot dog.
0: Time for the eighth hot dog.
1: And then Jug and Archie have a nice little check-in moment of like, mm-hmm. you know, you you Archie, you came through, but Archie's not done yet. Archie has things to do, and he's like, "Hey, how many jackets do we have?"
0: So, so then we cut to uh, school the next day. Uh, Principal Weatherby has, has gotten. So, some hot off the presses and he, he grabs his coat and he walks in the hallway and he sees the entire student body collected. Mm-hmm. Everyone is wearing a serpent jacket. And yeah, Jug, how many of those do you have?
1: I thought all of your homes burned. <laughs> Where are you keeping the surplus?
0: There's a shallow grave on the edge of town.
1: But Archie leads the speech in this that they are standing in solidarity for the South Side students who are going to be shipped out. Mm-hmm. And uh, that it's discrimination, and they're not going to stand for that, and they didn't think, you know, Weatherby was the type of man who would discriminate.
0: And he threatens anyone who walks out with expulsion, and Archie's like, fine, do it. And uh, Weatherby backs down. He blinks, and the, the busing scheme is dead.
1: Yeah. Yeah! So then, Veronica pulls, like, Jughead aside and is like, hey, I have this info on uh, the white worm. My dad's going to buy it. And he's like, well, mentions that his dad was fired from Pops. And then Veronica's like, well, hold up. Got a Uh, different idea now.
0: I'm calling an audible on my own plan.
1: So what happens is Veronica buys the white worm.
0: Cash in hand, out from under her dad.
1: About two hours before he's going to. And he shows up there to buy it. And she's like, no, 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 I got the deed. And she's like, but I'll make a deal with you. I want pops. You can have the white worm.
0: She wants a straight tradesies. And I'm just sitting here wondering, wait a minute. Can we get a, an analysis of the profit margins on both of these establishments? You might be taking a real hit here, Veronica. Yeah. I don't know about that.
1: So Hiram's like, mm, let's bargain here. So if I do this, you will be cut off from... All money, all allowances, all credit cards, all trust funds.
0: She's off the board. She loses her vote. She loses uh, her legacy. She's 16. She doesn't have one to lose.
1: And so she's like, fine, I'll do it. Because Pops is the one place left in town that is theirs, that is her and her friends.
0: It's the one place where happy things happen.
1: Yeah. So over at the Cooper's. Uh, Betty and Jughead are babysitting
0: I I guess this is when Polly and Alice are visiting Hal
1: There's a big conversation about from Betty about can evil be passed down Mm -hmm. She talks about how her great-grandfather and her grandfather and her father were all murderers And will this baby be a murderer? Will I be a murderer?
0: Better shoot the twins just to be safe, Betty (laughs) An ounce of prevention, you know what they say. I
1: think Jughead is concerned about that in this scene. He's like, oh <laughs> shit.
0: I'm just gonna, you know what? Why don't you take a nap? I'm, I'm gonna just
1: take these <laughs> babies away and hide all the knives. Uh, but no, he's like, we all have a tiny bit of darkness, but that doesn't mean we're evil. It doesn't mean we're bad. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, you saw the home movies. Nobody did that to you when you were eight, right? Yeah. Wait, Betty, right? Right. 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 Oh, Betty. And
1: so he has a little moment of like, you believe me, right? It's like kind of that moment of where previously where Betty had to do that for Jughead about mm-hmm. him belonging, yeah. and it's the same type of thing where he's like, "No, like you need to believe me here, even if you don't believe it right now, you need to like realize I believe it, yeah, and eventually you'll believe it too." Mm-hmm. Very sweet. So over at the school gym, mm-hmm. we're having the mayoral election. And the student council election all at the same time in the same place.
0: They should definitely be, like, just logistically. I'm not even sure about election law, but, like, get, making sure you're in the right line. They should be in different places. I'm
1: like, are there people that get confused and voted for, like, Ethel for mayor?
0: Oh, man, if that's oh, what happened, Elijah like... For
1: student president?
0: Ethel wins the mayor's race, I would die.
1: We had a lot of write-in votes for, uh... Hermione Lodge is president of the student council.
0: Well, once you start letting the parents in the school musical, you know, the the floodgates are open. Anything can happen.
1: Yeah. So during this, Betty goes to see Hal. He's like, well, I didn't doubt that she would. Uh, Only you would understand. Only you understand me. Only you are like me. So of course you would come see me.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, he's right that she's the only one who like gets it. I don't think Alice ge- Alice doesn't want to and that's probably the right choice. Probably. Polly doesn't get it, whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's cuz Betty was being harassed by him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's why she gets it. <laughs> um It's not
0: ideal, it's just a correct statement at least the first half of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's all like you're like me and she's like no, not like you. And she's like why are you here? Because I'm here to say goodbye.
0: I'm here to say how much I enjoyed Silence of the Lambs. I see you've got a plexiglass cell. We <laughs> does
1: have a plexiglass cell. In
0: this county sheriff's station for some reason.
1: The vampires. The cults <laughs> in the woods. They got some weird shit going on there. They know what they need. <laughs> in the like, basement, too. The,
0: the shots are close, but not quite, on Silence of the Lambs. Just like her coat yeah. I think they went with a, a pre-existing costume piece, but the one that looks most like Clarice's coat? Yeah. <laughs> Agent Starling, excuse me, she's earned that.
1: But Betty goes into a thing about how there's no more darkness, no more evil, uh, he doesn't have any power over her, and she leaves. And he just starts, like, screaming at her. Mm-hmm. Well, he starts Speaking sternly, and then it builds to like yelling the farther I, away she goes. As gets. she walks
0: away and does not flinch, does not turn. And about
1: how she'll be back, how no matter where she goes, what she does, what locks she changes, he will find her. Yeah. I was just like,
0: fuck, dude. I hope they did one take that they knew they weren't going to use, but as she walks, she just throws up the bird behind her. That'd have been great. Suck it, dad. Fuck you. Um, what were Polly and Alice's talks like? Like, Polly's just folding napkins to look like penguins while she talks about sunshine and rainbows. Yes.
1: and <laughs> Alice was just screaming at him. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Al- Alice like, brought- she threw that chair. She threw the chair at the plexiglass, she pulled out a a trash bin, threw in his favorite neckties, and then burned them while he watched.
1: Yes. Ooh, ooh, (laughs) she brought all his neckties and, like, cut them in half right in front of him. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I love you, Alice.
1: So, at the student lounge,
0: Mm -hmm. uh,
1: Weatherby announces over the speaker that uh, Archie has
0: won. I would have voted Ethel. Yes. Archie doesn't even know how to manage the time between writing songs sometimes and playing football.
1: <laughs> He's gone through, like, five career paths in
0: this episode,
1: <laughs> or, like, this season. I'm like, Archie, I just, like, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> and we also get announcement that all Southside High students will remain. Yay! Uh, and there's a nice little, there's everyone's cheering. Like I don't know where Ethel's friends are, but everyone's cheering.
0: The one time I'm cheering about people defeating a busing program for public schools.
1: There, there's a nice look between Jughead and Archie here. of Just yeah. like, Thing, things are good. Things are looking up. We did it. They're bros yeah. again.
0: Their, their friendship is going to carry the day.
1: Yeah. So then we're at the riverside with the serpents and they're all hanging out. And uh, Fangs is there on crutches, but like alive, drinking beer.
0: Those are the two important things. (laughs) I'm like, I "I don't
1: know if that mixes well with your painkillers, Fangs, but sure. Oh, no,
0: it supercharges him. He's feeling nothing.
1: Uh, FP steps up there and makes a speech about how 60 years ago, the first meeting of the serpents took place
0: here. And and was that Serpentina circus performer banner there 60 years ago? I want to know more about this Serpentina. Yeah. What's her story? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Did she date Tony's grandpa? Maybe it's her grandma. Oh, is that Tony's grandma?
1: FP continues that it, it makes sense. This would be where he said says goodbye for real. He's really retiring.
0: Get uh, on up here, boy.
1: Yeah, he calls Jughead up, and
0: uh, and anoints him the Serpent King. Yes,
1: because Jughead has never stopped fighting, and he he's now. In charge.
0: And his his entire acceptance speech is, I love you, Dad.
1: I just want to say I love you, Dad. Oh. Ah! Jughead's also like, the serpents will not die out on my watch. And he gets handed a red serpent jacket by Tony. Right,
0: cherry red. Because it's induction time, baby. Guess who
1: walks up there? Cheryl. <laughs> Cheryl Bombshell.
0: So now we know where hot dog is. Cheryl has hot dog.
1: Oh, that does make sense. Cheryl Hot Dog's hanging out with Nana Rose right now. <gasps> oh, I want to see the next episode of the se- like the first season, like hot dog's just like cuddled on Nana Rose, and Nana Rose is like, no, no one's getting my hot dog. He's my little hottie dog, and you keep him forever.
0: Hot dog is gorging himself on those nasty tarts.
1: Yes. Hot dog. And by
0: Nasty Tart, I do mean Mother Blossom.
1: Hot Dog also gets a bath and a groom, and we find out that Hot Dog's actually a poodle.
0: <laughs> like a papered show dog?
1: Yes. It comes out very, like, floofy with the, the, the poodle cut.
0: No, no, one of those, like, full-on uh, shih tzus with, like, the hair that scrapes along the floor.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh
1: oh! I want this.
0: I want the flashback of Cheryl going through through the get punched a lot gauntlet.
1: <laughs> I I feel like I feel like maybe in this new era they have ter- cut these things. Oh
0: no, she did it, but her only rule was not the face.
1: Yeah, yeah. She, she got bit by a snake. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it was Tony. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and you'll never guess where she got the bite. Oh my.
1: So, yeah, so Cheryl gets that jacket. And, and puts Tony's it on. so proud. She's so
0: proud. I love, I love the reaction. She's so
1: happy. And then over at Fred's at his really, really sad campaign party in his house with, like, seven teenagers and Attorney McCoy.
0: Hey, they have balloons and that's what matters. And cake.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, Fred gets a phone call and he did not win. Aww. Hermione won. And then there's a knock at the door. He goes to answer, but you can tell Archie's worried that it's going to be another black hood. Yeah, he's f- like, Dad, just don't answer doors. I have PTSD about this.
0: I feel like if there weren't a season three, if this was the end, Fred would have won. But that's just too much victory. Too much victory.
1: Uh, and it is it is not someone there to shoot him. It is Hermione,
0: who's there to stab him.
1: <laughs> uh, and we find out that it was a very close outcome.
0: Two hundred votes. Yeah. What, what they don't say is that Riverdale has a population of 450,
1: so
0: <laughs> not that close.
1: So, of course, people are like, well, you're gloat or whatever. And she's like, no, I'm here to shake his hand and tell him he did a good campaign.
0: And and they're watched over by by the unblinking eyes of ex-Mayor Attorney McCoy. Who's just
1: very proud. She's like, oh, my little, my little babies are grown up. Oh,
0: it's democracy time. That's what we do, I guess. I don't know. Uh... I really was pulling for Fred. I would have loved Fred to have won and have to deal with that. I recognize the drama potential, though, of, of Hermione winning. Yeah. But it also ties in with the the long-term theme of the, the kids surpassing their parents. Yeah. So Fred couldn't win, but Archie could. Yeah. There, there's the next generation. That's where the hope is.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I hope they at least enjoyed that cake. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways.
0: Yeah. Where's Hermione's victory party? Shouldn't there be people right? like, cheering sh- and shooting confetti cannons have, for
1: her? She should have a giant one going they on. They have
0: no friends. No. no. friends.
1: Archie goes to the lodge household and is just sitting in the office when Hiram comes in and is like, Bet- er, Veronica? Hermione? <laughs> Smithers? Oh, wait, no, I killed no, him. never
0: mind, never
1: mind. Uh, and Archie's like, they're at my house. <gasps> he's like, what are you doing here? How'd you get in?
0: Secret servant door. Which, like, keep that secret, kid, come on. <laughs> Especially <laughs> yeah. with what he's about to say. <laughs> yes. Uh, and he's like,
1: congrats, you know, you got everything you wanted, you got the town. Uh, and then Hiram's like, wait, what do you have there? Oh, that's a giant knife. It
0: it's our palm poking knife. Mmm.
1: And he's like, you know, Mr. Lodge, after my dad died or got shot and I was felt very powerless and lost, you really manipulated me <laughs> like an asshole.
0: He says what we've been saying on this show for months.
1: And you did the same thing with Andre? And you made him, like, kill people like Papa Poutine and that boy at the lake?
0: I practically saw it with my own two eyes.
1: Hiram's just like, you have so many delusions, Archie.
0: But Archie's intense. He's got them wild man eyes. No,
1: I'm going to prove this. It'll be the last thing I do. I'll prove this. And then I'll be watching you. And after I prove it, I'm going to come for you. And I'm going to make my bones with you.
0: Bum, bum, bum. Dramatic furniture stab.
1: And I'm just like, stop saying you're going to make your bones, especially with someone, Archie.
0: I'm going to bone all over you. I'm going to make I'm gonna out. I'm
1: going to bone you, sir. Gonna, oh, wait, not what I meant. I'm
0: going to make out with your bone. I'm going to follow Bone Bone on Instagram and, and make myself happy. It's a cat pictures account. It's a very fluffy cat named yeah. Bone Bone.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, yeah, he stabs the desk, and Hiram's <laughs> very shaking about the boning.
0: <laughs> yeah, he goes weak in the knees from all this bone talk.
1: <laughs> it's so, over at Pops, um, the
0: gang's back together,
1: and uh, day
0: has broken. It's a new dawn in Riverdale. They're having
1: some milkshakes. And uh, Veronica's telling everyone about how Pops told her that the basement used to be an old speakeasy. Mm-hmm. And she wants to reopen it because, you know, she's 16 and she can own a speakeasy. It's
0: going to be a music venue.
1: Uh, with cocktails. Yeah. And it'll be a place for North and Southsiders. And she wants uh, FP to manage it.
0: Does FP know a lot of bands? Is he friends with a lot of music promoters?
1: Maybe. And they're like, what about your dad? Oh, he's just probably plotting his revenge. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes.
0: What Veronica's gonna learn is that Pop Tate talks a lot of shit. That's just a crawl space for for the furnace and all the pipes. Yeah. It's just an access thing.
1: The basement is about seven times the size of Pop's chocolate (laughs) shop. And it, what it, we don't know is it connects to the Riverdale Catacombs.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, all the halls of the dead. It's a secret back entrance to the, the ghoulies' uh, uh, black masses. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. There's also an alligator named Sven down there.
0: Who named the alligator?
1: Pop Tate's mom.
0: Ah, so they're brothers.
1: No, he, like, inherited it as a pet. Oh, okay. It's a very old alligator. He He makes sure to feed it, like
0: you know. That's what all the raw meat is for.
1: Yeah.
0: Pop Tate is actually vegetarian.
1: Yeah. He has to run a burger shop so he can hide all the meat he has to buy for the old alligator.
0: Mm -hmm. Veronica's gonna go through these books with a fine-tooth comb and come up with an alligator shaped hole in the budget.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, meanwhile, Hiram is having a meeting of the round table.
0: Yeah, welcome with, to the evil club, everybody. With uh,
1: Penny and Malachi and Mama Blossom and Uncle Claudius and evil sheriff man.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and uh we and, fu- like, he outlines all of their positions yes. in, like, evil ink.
1: Yes, so, you know, the prison's gonna be open, and Claudius's drugs are gonna be running and, there, and the ghoulies are gonna sell them, and Penny's gonna help run that. And, and, and co-
0: provide legal cover along uh, with the sheriff.
1: And Mama Blossom's like, but what about the brothel you promised me?
0: Say one thing at a time, honey.
1: You promised me a brothel? I live in a barn right now. I need a brothel.
0: Some guys are into that. Why not? Have barn adventures.
1: <laughs> uh over at the Cooper household, uh Polly is being a weirdo who's all like, "Mom, I know this man from the farm, and he really helped heal me, and like See, he I'm- can heal you, and I want to invite him here."
0: So he can heal you. Is he an obstetrician of some kind? What what do you got, Polly? What's what's the matter?
1: And Alice is just, like, drugged up on things.
0: Grief, uh, I would imagine.
1: And is like, oh, that sounds lovely. And Polly gives a really creepy coffee-drinking smile. Mm -hmm. I don't trust her. I don't trust her. Jughead! Suddenly has lots of money and uh, books a room at the five seasons. Well,
0: all of those jackets, he sold those to Archie.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah, yeah. In the deleted scenes, you'll see the haggling about, yeah. like, the, the friend discount. And is that combinable with the the bulk discount? Yeah. I don't know, Archie. this one's You're real really leather. You're really busting my balls here. And
1: this one's pleather. Yeah. So, like, price differences, man.
0: All right. I talked to my manager And I I wrote a number on this piece of paper. Archie opens it up. He cannot read numbers. (laughs)
1: Jughead and Betty are at the Five Seasons in this giant-ass suite. And I'm also like, you're 16. You can't book a hotel room.
0: FP did it. He's a bro. Come Uh, on.
1: Also, there's, like, bottles of champagne in there. You're 16. FP did that,
0: too. He was drunk.
1: He's like, yeah, boy. You go get some. I'm not. (laughs)
0: uh alice is single
1: <laughs> alice could use some comfort I mean, right now
0: technically not but i think that uh that divorce is gonna get fast you want
1: some uh revenge feel better fun times <laughs> yeah okay uh but they're like having a fun t- naked make out time mm-hmm. and then he's all like you know i'm the serpent king How do you feel about being my queen?
0: Which is something he manages to say with a straight face. She's
1: like, are you asking me to join the serpents?
0: And the only reason he wants her to join the serpents through the official route, not the snake dance route, is to get his dang dog back. Yeah. He misses that dog so much. Yeah. Uh,
1: And so they just go into happy, like, cuddly fun times. Mm
0: -hmm. Hey, darling, when we're done uh, with this episode, you want to have some cuddly fun times? (laughs)
1: You gotta edit this. <laughs> and so then we start to get our closing voice over that it was a foolish question asked by two foolish people in love, but it would be overshadowed by what came next.
0: So we're at a pep rally of some kind. We've got the River Vixens, who aren't any of the River Vixens we recognize because they're all, like, in sitting a stance. in the stands. <laughs>
1: Uh, and, uh, they're going to, I guess, crown Archie president soon. But first, Josie has to sing the national anthem.
0: This musical number seems like a contractual obligation. Like, like maybe Ashley Murray had a, a certain number in her, her deal. Yeah, kind of seems that way. Be- but at the same time, I think they cut it off too early. Yeah. Cause this is interrupted with like some slow lingering shots of uh, Sheriff Minetta coming in and, and everybody like, whoa, what's he doing here? As he steps toward Archie and then there's a hard cut as Archie gets arrested. And they could have let that go longer. Yeah. Like it's just before the rocket's red glare part and that would have really nailed like with so like some, some heavy foley yeah. of the chink of, of the the cuffs being tightened. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, as he said, The sheriff comes in and arrests Archie.
0: (laughs) I'm multitasking. Um, I'm critiquing and recapping simultaneously. What we do
1: see, though, right before the sheriff comes in is Archie notices Hiram Mm -hmm. smiling Mm -hmm. in the distance. And then, yes, he gets arrested and we find out he's getting arrested for the murder of Shadow Lake resident Cassidy something.
0: (laughs) Hop along. Hop along. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, and Archie is marched out, and as he is marched out, Hiram gives him a nod.
0: As he just, like, sweeps away out the door, like, the coolest motherfucker in town, which he is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, there was one thing, though, when, uh, she was singing the National Anthem, there was this great shot of Reggie who was like, yeah!
0: <laughs> you sing that song.
1: And I was like, oh man, they totally are a couple.
0: hmm hmm He's
1: cheering for his girl!
0: He wants her to sing every verse. Yeah. Which is how he will learn about that unfortunate verse about how we're fighting the War of 1812 to stop England from liberating our slaves.
1: Yeah. do you guys know that? It's,
0: it's in there. That's uh, why no
1: one sings that verse. <laughs> but yeah, so the episode ends with, uh, with Archie being arrested. Because he was set up by Hiram. Mm-hmm. The end. See you in season three.
0: Yeah. So, what'd you think? I liked it. Yeah.
1: It it had a lot of really good moments. I it was nice to end a lot of like in a lot of good places with people, mm-hmm. like a lot of the relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, they're obviously like Betty's relationship with her father is forever ruined and whatnot, <laughs> and like Veronica's with her dad's all messed up and stuff. But like the friendships.
0: Yeah, yeah. We have yeah. all
1: these like friendships coming back together and
0: the kids are all right
1: yes yeah and there's a wonderful like uh, they've all embraced each other again right before this tragedy Mm -hmm. which i think is really nice because ideally that will keep them more together for a while and not just like like even i'm just thinking like reggie seems friendly with them all now so i'm hoping like reggie will like support archie Mm -hmm. and not just become a Jackass again.
0: I I stand by what I said at the top of the episode. This mm. this is a, it's a prologue. prologue.
1: It is yeah yeah uh,
0: it's a prologue
1: for what's going to happen.
0: The penultimate yeah. episode was all the tension, all the reveals, and this one is just the the exhale
2: mm-hmm.
0: as as we provide closure and and we we give everybody uh, who needs it a hug mm-hmm. and we set up like Cheryl independent in the club. Uh, Veronica cut loose, becoming uh, her own power player in, in the town at large. Yeah. Archie arrested, framed for something that, how's he going to get out of this one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and to that end, be, because the, the tension is gone, a lot of the other side plots, a lot of the minor characters had their drama deflated, yeah. which is something that... Like, they, they kind of had to do to pursue those goals. But I'm disappointed that uh, Reggie is in the club. If you just go back to all the things I said about how interesting Reggie could be now from our last episode. Yeah. I mean, it can come right back. Like, the, the they could turn on a dime again when it, when uh, the, the moment is right. And I hope they do. Mm-hmm. But for now, it's like, man, everybody in town has a good reason to to hate Reggie. And for us to to look at Reggie as a person, and now we're kind of putting that on pause. Yeah. That's the most egregious one, but there are things with, like, is Fred going to get as spotlight now that the mayor's race is over? I don't know. He didn't get much when the mayor's race was on, so whatever.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you do lose a lot of the side character stuff. But I guess one thing with this, this like, format of doing it this way Mm -hmm. is that... For me, as someone very invested and mm-hmm. like, what's gonna happen next? It's a lot easier to go into a big season break.
0: <laughs> That's true. That's true. Like,
1: I, I, I am excited. I'm like, oh, what's gonna happen? But I'm also like, kind of got a little bit of closure.
2: Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
1: And. It gives them kind of a blank slate in a way to start from. They have yeah. their main stuff, and they can really decide what they want to do with those characters.
0: Right, right.
1: Um, which I feel like is a smart move in keeping things going.
0: Mm-hmm. Just enough closure.
1: Just enough. And they can always go, some of the stuff they can still go back to. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, All it takes is, is one bad day, and, and Reggie's right back there. Yeah, but it... it Or literally anything to happen to Josie McCoy. You've got a fantastic young actor. Give her stuff to do, please. Yes,
1: yes. I need, I want, I need more from some of these side characters. I'm like, you have amazing people playing them.
0: I get that you only get 42 minutes a week. I get it. I, I understand. And you've got a cast of like 80, whatever. But some of them seem to suffer worse than others. Yeah,
1: and it's... Like, I want them to have their own stories. That's what an ideal world would be. But I was like, involve them more, just yeah. in other stories. Yeah. Um. That's why it's so, like, fulfilling when you get Sweet Pea in a scene, or you get Tony in a scene, or you mm-hmm. get Kevin involved with it. Like, just having Kevin in that moment where you see, like, he's campaigning. Right. For um, Fred. You're like, oh, that's yeah. great.
0: That was great. Reggie last week, Josie in the uh, first Nick St. Clair episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Those, like, those are great moments. And they need to do that more.
0: <laughs> but about this week, though. Yeah. Very good at achieving its goals. Very satisfying. Mm-hmm. Agreed? Agreed. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> th- th- things, slight disappointments, but overall. Overall. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. But we can't just do a recap.
1: No. We have to do segments.
0: (laughs) So we're going to start with a Digest the Digest for something that didn't happen. No. But we really wanted to happen. Yeah. We wanted to see the first appearance of Jelly Bean. So instead, we're going to cover the comic's first appearance of Jelly Bean.
1: Take care of some of our disappointment. (laughs) Uh, so we are looking at Quivery Delivery and Umbilical Miracle.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, these are two parts. Yeah. Part three and four from Archie's Pal Jughead number 50, volume two from 1993. It's but-
0: also most of the way through the, the very best of Archie Comics book one. Yes. Yeah. Uh,
1: this is by Al Hartley, Bill, Bill Golier. Stan Dan Goldberg and Mike Esposito. We open up on...
0: In, in media res. Uh <laughs> uh,
1: uh, Archie driving the heavenly pizza van. Mm-hmm. A, a de- pizza delivery van with, you know, no back windows. Uh, <laughs> uh, and the license plate being Pizza One. Crazy through the streets with Jughead and his mom in the backseat. There's lots of yelling about ne- needing a malted... Mm -hmm. and a pickle and a malted i assume a malted shake
0: this was written in 1993
1: (laughs) who called it a malted
0: al hartley I guess. and of
1: course we're like oh you know mrs jones we can't stop for food no it's for jughead jughead's hungry he can't deal with the stress and they're just driving in circles going past the pizza place and the pizza owner's like what the hell why is my delivery van going past here not delivering pizzas And he takes them more pizzas, even though they're not doing their job. And it's like, here, here's more. Please deliver these. You've only been gone an hour and you haven't delivered one pizza yet. I keep getting calls, but take more pizzas.
0: He's just throwing good money after bad.
1: (laughs) Uh, So Jughead eats some of those pizzas and then some of the box. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Archie finally finds the highway because I don't think I mentioned it. Mrs. Jones is pregnant and in labor right now she, and needs to get to the hospital.
0: But she's still impeccably dressed in her, her pantsuit. Yes. and is, <laughs> like, uh, She hasn't even unbuttoned her blazer.
1: No, oh, and she's comforting Jughead over his, his paper eating.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Uh, but then they get on the highway and it is bumper to bumper. Uh. Uh, and then we find out that it's because there is a truck, an accident, and the good and chewy jelly bean truck has fallen over, and there's boxes of jelly beans everywhere.
2: Oh, no. So then Archie
1: and Jughead get out of the truck, and they just start calling for doctors. There are doctors. There a doctor here. Uh, and you know what? Yes, there is a doctor.
0: Not just any doctor, but Mrs. Jones' actual obstetrician.
1: Dr. Hamilton <laughs> was uh, on his way to the hospital and also got caught in the traffic. Uh, so he hops in the pizza truck mm-hmm. and is working on delivering this baby. Uh, as Jughead's, you know, freaking out,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but then there's crying, and we realize, oh wait, that means there's a baby. And Jughead's very excited, and he starts picking up expressway floor jelly bean boxes and handing them to all the people parked in the expressway.
0: Nobody says Heavenly Pizza got an A rating from the health department.
1: And he's very excited about being a brother. Mm-hmm. And then they finally get to the hospital where FP's been waiting. <laughs>
0: I think you mean Forsyth Jones the <laughs> second.
1: Well, he's been waiting and uh, finds out, you know, what went on. And Jughead then realizes that he never found out what the sex of the baby was.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh
1: and then he's like, oh, no, what type of terrible brother am I? <laughs> uh, Betty and Veronica rush in. And then a nurse comes and is like, hey, y'all want to go see your sister? And he's like, ah, I've got a sister. <laughs> uh, and he's very excited.
0: He gets a double smooch from Betty and Veronica simultaneously.
1: Yeah. And so he's holding his little little baby sister. And they're like, oh, do you got any ideas for a name, son? Uh, or what we should name her? And he's like, well, i got an idea for a nickname. Uh, and that is Jelly Bean. Naturally. And, and mom likes it. And uh, we, we close with, with Dad saying she's going to be some little girl and drug Ed's all that. Like, she's already accomplished one thing. She's brought a new meaning to our pizza slogan, which is Heavenly Pizza, every delivery is a blessed event. <laughs> the end.
0: The end. So that's the story of the birth of Jelly Bean.
1: So, darling, yes? how would you, Riverdale, defy this?
0: It could be a flashback to Jellybean's actual birth, if that were suddenly important. But I think it might be better to make this in the present Jellybean's arrival to the show as a what, thirteen-year-old, eleven-year-old?
1: I think she. I think they said she was eleven.
0: Yeah, something like that. So, following this finale, we know that uh, Archie and Jughead, instead of pizza delivery van. Men
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, they are driving for veronica's new new developments out of pops. Mm-hmm. Jellybean has brought uh, her mother back to town in order to to get her medical treatment. She needs. Like she, she has some bizarre malady, and uh, Jellybean believes that the key to it is in the old paper records at the Riverdale uh, Hospital uh-huh. that, that haven't been digitized. She doesn't have this in her chart back, back home in Toledo. Mm-hmm. So that's why they're in town. And so Archie and Jughead have to, to pick them up from the bus station, but they get caught in traffic. And what's uh, causing the traffic? A truck was pushed over by the Ghoulies because they are trying to to get Jughead. They're trying to get Archie. They're trying to sink Pops. All of this stuff that, that is coming from uh, Hiram Lodge's Legion of Doom in, in that final stinger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But who saves the day? Jellybean. Jellybean is, is an expert in many things, including... Off-road racing. Yeah. Yes. So she she finds a path uh, down uh, over the median, through a ditch, around Sweetwater River, and they eventually get to the hospital uh, where uh, Jughead recognizes that Veronica's new ad slogan on the side of their burger delivery van has has, uh, come to pass through her actions. Pop's delivery, we always take the shortest route. Yeah. Yes, darling. How would you uh, digest this here Digest. Okay.
1: So what we what we haven't seen. Mm-hmm. You know, we all we all think about how poor Jughead. You know, his his mom's gone. His sister's gone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What about poor Jellybean? What She's a- been ripped from her hometown.
0: That's true. Thrown
1: into a different city, away from her f- half her family. Mm-hmm. She's having a rough time. <laughs> she. Runs away. Oh no! And Jughead's mom calls and is like, "I don't know where she is. She's gone. This is the only clue I have." And I'm Jughead, good this time, tracks her down on his motorcycle. Mm-hmm, naturally, bringing an extra helmet just in case.
0: <laughs> Does it have a little jelly bean drawn on it? Yep. Okay.
1: It's child size, and he's, he's, <laughs> he's drawn jelly beans all over it. Because he's he's actually been saving it. He was planning to give it to her for her birthday. Next yeah. time he saw her, so that way they, he could take her for a ride, along with
0: like a little moped.
1: Well, I was just thinking she'd like ride on the back, but oh, yeah, okay. yeah, sure. Okay. But you know, he was he was excited to 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 get her one. Mm-hmm. So so he eventually finds her in uh, Sandusky. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so he meets her halfway, I guess. Yeah,
1: yeah, hiding out, basically homeless. Mm-hmm. She's not going by Jelly Bean. <gasps> First, it's a lot of fighting. Mm-hmm. Then it's a lot of uh, heartfelt moments of coming together. But basically, Jellybeans felt like completely like abandoned by her family. Yeah, and she's gotten rid of. Uh, she stops going by her nickname because she doesn't want something from her parents. Yeah, and then this is where Jughead. Tells her how she really got that name.
0: oh And then he tells her the
1: story of her birth and how that name came from him. Mm-hmm. And then he gives her the helmet that he's been carrying with him. Th- things aren't perfect, mm-hmm. but she agrees to come with him Aww. and go to Riverdale.
0: Yeah. And,
1: and they both put their helmets on. <laughs> and he, he drives back.
0: That's very nice and sweet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think that's my most sincere, least ridiculous one. (laughs) But I think that would be really nice. You always be jelly bean to me because that's what you were when you were like 30 minutes old.
0: 30 minutes or less. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or else the baby's free.
1: And I gave everyone jelly beans on the expressway. And then I even saved some.
0: They're really gross now. They, they melted and reformed like five times. But
1: I have the box. It sits <laughs> under the fish. The talking fish.
0: Well, that was lovely.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but we're not the only people that enjoy this show. Well. Wow. There's a greater fan community, and I know one place to hang out.
1: Instagram. What
0: are some treasures you've brought us, dear?
1: Uh, this Instagram theory mm-hmm. says, What if Ben the guy that worked at the Bijou and the drive-in and yeah. all that, uh, is Charles. <gasps> they look pretty similar. And plus, Ben has, been made, has made multiple appearances, if you guys realized. One, the drive-in episode where Kevin went to get hot dogs. Mm-hmm. He was the guy who smooched Grundy. Mm-hmm. And he interviewed Chick. Yeah. I don't know if I'd say they look very similar. There's a side-by-side picture here, but like. I can get what they're going for.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's kind of there. Side by side, you mean him in his bijou polo and the file photo of of Charles. Yes,
1: I'd say the file folder looks like Anton Yelchin's brother.
0: Yes. But I
1: can see it. I can see how this could have
0: like be a thing. Mm-hmm. I like that one, but I have to wonder to what end. Yeah. Like. And so, like, I'm I'm not sure what really comes from that.
1: I feel like that could have been more of a possibility before we found out, got more background on Chick.
0: Mm-hmm. But that's the same episode that had that picture. Like... Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, I think it would have worked as a theory before that stuff. Like, it would have been something where he just had some fascination with the Cooper family and doesn't mm-hmm, actually, mm-hmm. like... Someone he met in passing or something. Or, yeah. So where they don't actually know each other.
0: Mm-hmm. It's still possible, I guess.
1: Uh, I have another uh, Charles theory here. Charles, What if the Ghoulies' leader, Malachi, is actually Charles? <laughs> I mean, he has the curly hair like how the picture of young Charles had That's and the dark, true. brooding vibe like F.P.? <laughs> he was also the right age. I'm adding that on.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah,
1: that's... that that I feel like is a stronger one.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: Especially because he was a ad- if like he was adopted out, went to a different like town. Yeah,
0: he got got passed around in the foster system. Uh-huh. Eventually, made his way back to this region. Yeah. No, that could be. Something.
1: I I like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Malachi is definitely a name he gave himself. We can all agree on this.
1: Well, Malachi is very much like a name I feel like Sisters of Mercy would give. It's true. You are Malachi now.
0: It is one of the minor prophets, yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so there's also a lot of theories or things going around about Polly. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have caught on to the that last scene with Polly. Basically, the multiple things I've seen are all like, what if the darkness is in Polly?
0: Yeah. And not Betty. Because we are agreeing with the thing the crazy man said about (laughs) violence being genetic. Yes. Okay, sure. Why not? Yes,
1: this is what they're all going with, that it's in (laughs) Polly.
0: And that it can only go to one child for some reason.
1: (laughs) Uh, I also saw one that was like about how Polly's actually the one in control
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and made Hal Mm -hmm. be the Black Hood. Pulling the strings from in the, the farm. Yes. Yes. And
1: that... There's a whole big thing there with the farm and and her having this
0: control over him. I worry about those babies. Yeah. I'm very worried about Dagwood.
1: Oh, Dagwood. That is such a bad
0: name. That's, That's why I'm less worried about Juniper. She's going to be okay.
1: Yeah, Junie. Yeah. Those are really what I got. Okay. There's lots of theories about who Charles is, and then he's not dead.
0: So, because this is the end of the season, there's no new episode next week. Uh No. We're going to forego our predictions Uh and leave those for our our Series 3 run-up, whenever that gets announced. But in its place, as a consolation prize, Uh we're going to do your favorite thing in the world, dear.
1: Dramatic greetings of fan fiction!
0: Uh, If you listen to our, our... I think most recent bonus episode where we just did segments. Uh-huh. We read the first chapter of All the Snakes of the Forest.
1: And we're back.
0: We're back with chapter 2, boyo. Let let's do a quick recap of what happened in the first chapter. Okay. <laughs> this takes place while Polly was living with the Blossoms uh-huh. in season 1. Mhm. She's nearly killed by Clifford, and as she escapes into the night, she finds an old family heirloom, a, a magical cursing amulet that, that puts curses on people and things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as a, a descendant of the Blossom Line, it chooses her to wield it. Yeah, she she's now left all of the families of Riverdale and is living in the White Worm, and has bent the serpents to her service.
1: Yes, with with supernatural powers.
0: Yes. So uh, let's take it from the top of chapter two.
1: It took three curses to bind the serpents to her service. First, obviously, the curse that rendered their leader unable to take a drink without Polly's express permission. It turned out he was really liked his drink, so he quickly agreed to hide Polly and the baby from Clifford Blossom. Next, a curse to replace their snake. Polly felt a little bad that the original snake, Al Pacino, had drowned in a shower of liquor tainted vomit. Hoo-ah! So she asked the amulet to produce a new snake. It appeared curled around Cheryl's wrist, and Cheryl quickly named it Veronica Lake. Hey, that's cute, said one of the serpents. Not the time, Mustang, said their leader, who was still a little green. Lastly, a curse that promised swift and certain death to any serpent who should dare betray her location or contravene her express wishes. Polly, Cheryl said. Yes, said Polly. Ask your gang slaves to improve the wretched conditions of their ramshackle biker bar, Cheryl said. JJ's babies can't live in Dogville, all surrounded by fugitives from a chain gang. It's temporary, Polly said. Every last serpent looked relieved at this news. Anyways, they're not my slaves. Are you proposing to pay us, the leader said belligerently. Yes, Polly decided. Even though she had no money, I will pay you in... In, it took a half second of thought. Moral and ethical improvement, she decided, direct from the teachings of the Sisters of Quiet Mercy. All the serpents looked disappointed except for their leader, who looked enraged, and Mustang, who looked hopeful. (laughs) That might not be so bad. Sounds kind of classy, said Mustang. Not the time, Mustang, said the leader. Tag.
0: Tag. Cheryl refused to leave, no matter how often Polly asked her to, and the cursed amulet did not appear to curse other blossoms, so Polly couldn't make her leave. Cheryl also refused to live in the white worm as long as the white worm looked the way it did. "'Maybe I'll clean it up during the day,' Polly said. "'I have to do something while I'm hiding from your evil father.' "'Snow, White, and the Thirty-Seven Repeat Offenders,' said Veronica, who Cheryl had invited at the earliest available opportunity, and who glided into the White Worm like she was deliberately ignoring every single thing about it. "'All right then, girl, whatever works for you.'" "'Hey, if she doesn't want to stick around, we're not complaining,' said F.P., the leader. He was hunched over a drink at the bar, watching the girls commandeer his pool table to discuss Polly's future living arrangements." Veronica had brought fabric swatches for the nursery, as Polly had decided to make F.P.'s office the nursery. F.P. had taken offense to this, but there wasn't much he could do without Polly cutting off his ability to handle liquor. Shut up, or I will curse you again, Polly said now, politely. (laughs) Curse him on principle, said Cheryl. Yeah, do a spell, girl, said Veronica, looking interested.
1: Why is Veronica so valley girl here?
0: I I don't know. She just became Ponyhead in my head. From from now on, Veronica's lines are being delivered by Jenny Slate. Yeah. Yes. F.P. turned green of his own volition, but didn't back down. No cleaning, he said. No moral improvement. We're gang members, for Christ's sake. We don't need a Snow White. (laughs) Well, I will not have us or the children living in this disgraceful shack without some serious redecoration, Cheryl said. You may be so steeped in poverty that you don't know any better, but we are the Blossoms of Thornhill. Do you have an American Access card, Cheryl? said Veronica. (laughs) Of course, Cheryl said. Run that up then, said Veronica. It's total war with your parents now. Charge that until you hit the max or they cut you off. You can have them deliver all the items to my apartment. Then the servants will deliver those in Dead of Night to Polly. F.P. said, the serpents will not. Cheryl said, that's a brilliant idea, Veronica. You wouldn't like to join us in our clandestine criminal headquarters, would you? We could use a sensible mind, and you're already living in the meager poverty that followed your father's own arrest and hopefully lifelong imprisonment for his crimes. F.P. sputtered. Veronica said, nah, girl, I'm good. I'm not at the runaway to join a biker gang stage yet. (laughs) Tag.
1: Tag. Tag. For her first official act as the Serpent's new queen, Polly sent the underage ones back to school. Joaquin can't go to school, F.P. said. He's been expelled from every school in a 50-mile radius, and he ran away from the boys' reformatory. Oh, not the Brothers of Righteous Punishment, Polly asked, interested. (laughs) Brothers of Righteous Punishment? (laughs) That's the one, said Joaquin. I was your sister reformatory. Quiet mercy for almost three months, said Polly. Were you at the August Silent Penance Mixer? (laughs) 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 Yeah, said Joaquin. I remember you, actually. Sorry if I didn't talk to you then. That's okay, Polly said. Children who talked had to scrub the floors until their hands bled with repentance for their sins, so...
0: It's very Silent Penance at that mixer. Yep.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Memories of the Sisters of Quiet Mercy kept her from cracking and going home to her mother, but did not make it easier to face Betty, who quickly sleuthed out her location and arrived with Jughead in tow. Polly, you cannot stay here, Betty insisted. The serpents are a gang. This is a really bad idea. Bad as in potentially deadly, Jughead put in. Unlike Betty, Veronica, Cheryl, and Polly, he didn't look out of place in the White Worm. Possibly because his father ran the place, but he didn't look happy either. Hey, I wouldn't kill her or her kid, his father said now. Do you really think I would do that? Well, you're not exactly going to be looking out for them either, are you? said Jughead. His mouth contorted into something that had all the shape of a grin, but very definitely wasn't one. F.P. shook his head in response and took another drink. When he finished, he said, who says I won't be looking out for them? How would you even know? You don't even look out for your own kids, Jughead said slowly. Betty, in a very Alice Cooper fashion, cut this argument off before it sprawled far any farther. It spiraled. Before it spiraled any further.
0: By joining the cast of Jesus Christ Superstar Live in concert. <laughs>
1: We're very glad for your hospitality to Polly and the babies, Mr. Jones, she said. Like FP was a kindly innkeeper or someone who'd offered Polly the use of a beach house. But I think even Polly would agree that her children would maybe be better off if they didn't grow up to be serpents or... The serpents are an inheritance. They opt in. I never even made my kid join the serpents, FP said, rolling his eyes. Ask him. Jughead didn't disagree, though he did look quietly furious and avoided everyone's attempt to catch his eye. He, F.P. said, gesturing at him, is going to be a big-shot writer. And Polly's baby is going to be whatever the hell she wants it to be, which, last I heard, was an archaeologist. Polly had been discussing this with Cheryl just the day before, since Cheryl seemed to feel that the only possible career path was to become a demented maple heir. She'd only thrown out archaeologist as one potential option, but she was oddly touched that F.P. had remembered it all the same. Or a dental hygienist, she said now. Or a librarian. F.P. nodded along, then turned to Jughead. Or an astronaut. If I were such a bad person, would I encourage the next big astronaut? Stay as long as you want, Polly. Thank you, Polly said.
0: I like the idea that astronauts only come once in a generation. Yeah. (laughs) Tag! Tag! On Sundays, everyone abstained from drinking except for F.P., And drugs were still allowed, as long as they happened in the back shed. (laughs) And Polly led them all in prayer and song. Mustang proved to have an excellent voice, and fondness for Hosanna in the highest. (laughs) Midway through this, Hermione Lodge and Fred Andrews walked in. You, Hermione said in a loud voice pointing at FP, outside, now. And miscrown him with many crowns, F.P. said. No way, what are you two doing here? What are you doing hiding a pregnant teenager, Fred Andrews said. Hi, Polly. <laughs> Polly waved at him. <laughs> we are never going back to society, Cheryl said from her place in the front row. <laughs> she looked like a luminous star, all in white, the better to praise Jason's memory, sandwiched between Veronica, all in black, the better to hide any gross, weird stains picked up at the white worm, and Kevin Keller, it didn't matter what he wore because FP liked to have him around regardless in case they needed to take a hostage to ward off Sheriff Keller. (laughs) Kids, (laughs) Hermione said. How am I supposed to let you work for me when you're hosting the town fugitive, Fred said. Okay, first of all, you're not letting me work for you, FP said. You're desperate, and your lucky Mustang is so good with a hammer. Second of all, you're really gonna fire me and leave us with no legal way to support Polly and the baby? Many of the serpents broke off mid song here just to boo Fred Andrews for this. Boo! 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 Boo!
1: Boo! Boo!
0: No, but Cheryl hasn't been to school in two weeks, and I have to tell somebody you're hiding Alice Cooper's daughter, Fred said. I can't be an accomplice. Oh great. Said FP rat me out. You always were good at that. And then what happens? Polly goes to jail for throwing Cliff Blossom down the stairs. Polly was leading the song so she couldn't break off and explain. <laughs> <laughs> this has a soundtrack.
1: They're still singing in the background as this argument is happening.
0: Very cinematic. So she couldn't break off and explain that she hadn't actually thrown Clifford, or that she'd heard Clifford was alive anyway, so who cared, and that actually the stare thing had happened through occult means. (laughs) So Cheryl began to sob and say, Polly's too precious to send to old Alcatraz. (laughs) And Kevin said, Alcatraz is not a thing anymore. And Joaquin said, hey, jail's not so bad. And Veronica turned around and glared at her mother and hissed, You cannot let Polly go to jail, Mom! (laughs) Okay, Ronnie, here's my problem, Hermione said. Because of past precedent, and because you and Cheryl sent 43 orders of furniture, clothes, paint, and baby toys to my address, everyone thinks I'm hiding Polly. Which is not a good position for us to be in. Do you know what could happen if your father found out? If you're going to have Veronica end every sentence in, in Girl, we should have Hermione end with Miha, right? Yeah, yeah. Constructive criticism. Yeah. F.P. polished off his drink and held up a hand. Okay, I have something that could take care of Hiram. Dag, 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 dag,
1: I was following Jughead around the way I do, F.P. said. What? said friend. He's my son, not your son, F.P. said blithely. Anyway, there I was, following Jughead around the way I do, and he and Betty found the car, Jason's car. And I was thinking, okay, what if people think they did the murder? They'd have to run away to a farm, Polly said, dismayed at the very prospect.
0: (laughs) Because of all the underpaid farm labor, right? Yeah.
1: What? said Hermione. Exactly, said FP. No kid of mine is going to be a farmer, okay? Oh, So I torched the car to hide their fingerprints. Didn't do a great job on that, muttered Fred, and I took the stuff that was inside because the drugs were mine anyway, and then the rest of it looked useful. Here, Joaquin upended the contents of a duffel bag onto the pool table. Polly gasped. Tears came to her eyes, and the baby kicked as though it could feel her upset. FP put a fatherly hand on her, shoulders to, on her shoulder to steady her. Easy, he said. I was afraid this would happen. Didn't want to frighten you. Here, though. Now he plucked something from Jason's possessions. I think this ring is yours. How does this help us ward off Hiram? Hermione said. Are you kidding me? said FP. Anybody messes with us, we can use Jason's stuff to frame them.
0: I'm telling you right now, I'm going to frame your husband. <laughs>
1: I don't think I should be here for this conversation, Kevin decided.
0: (laughs) Why are you here for this conversation?
1: (laughs) You're the accomplice now, said Joaquin, sounding thrilled. Maybe we could run away to a farm. Oh, Kevin said, no. (laughs) Joaquin looked crushed, which made (gasps) Polly feel for him because as a widow, oh, as a widow cheated of her own true love, she supported Joaquin's intent. Intense, if somewhat misguided, love for Kevin. I don't think your guardian would want you running away to a farm, she said, jerking her chin at FP. Oh, I don't care if Joaquin does it, said FP. (laughs) (laughs) Can't anyone use this stuff to frame you, Veronica said. Like, if they find out you guys have it, girl. FP looked stumped by this. He can do whatever, I don't care.
0: Fuck this kid. (laughs) Tag. Tag. Polly didn't want the serpents framed, since they were the kindest gang she had ever met. Truly the kinds of reprobates the Holy Savior would have loved to a chance to reform. But she didn't want to burn Jason's jacket or possessions, either. Jason's jacket was essentially Jason, a true memory of her truest love. Sure, she could give her child an heirloom ring and a cursed amulet and a long and sordid history of Blossom family insanity to remember his father by, But she also wanted to be able to someday give it Jason's jacket. Plus, that would be destroying evidence, Kevin said. So, you know. I think Mr. Andrews should take it, Polly decided. He's upstanding. No one would ever want to frame him. Yeah, Fred said uneasily. Thanks, Polly. But I think I'll pass on keeping a dead boy's jacket. You kids need to go to the police. Oh, no, Polly said, fingering her amulet. You're taking it, and nobody's telling the police anything until we find Jason's killer and plant the evidence on them. Fred couldn't resist the compulsion of the amulet. He took the jacket. F.P., oddly, didn't seem to like this. He knocked on the door of Cheryl and Polly's room that night. Cheryl answered. Cheryl, F.P. said. Then he averted his eyes, because Cheryl was in full makeup heels, a very dashing snake choker, made of Veronica Lake, curled lovingly around her throat. That's not a snake choker. That is just a snake.
2: snake That's just a snake.
0: And a single square foot of red silk dressing gown. Ah, that's a math problem. I imagine it was in parts. That's a lovely nightgown, F.P. said after an awkward few seconds (laughs) to a teenager.
1: Well, then he says...
0: You need a sweater? I could have Mustang get you a sweater. (laughs) I guess Mustang has that Australian blood. Yeah, Yeah, can
1: knit sweaters.
0: Please, Cheryl said. I was planning to wake up tonight and walk the length of the roof while thinking about Jason. You remember Jason, right? My murdered brother, whose untimely death you were probably intimately involved with, thus leading to your lifetime of penance, is Polly's worthless head slave? I didn't kill him, F.P. said, annoyed. And I'm not a slave. I'm under a curse, that's all. (laughs) Speaking of, Polly, you didn't curse Fred to make him take the jacket, did you? Why do you ask, Polly said with dignity. F.P. walked carefully around Cheryl. Is that because of the snake or because of the awkwardness <laughs> of a, And sat down on the cozy canopy bed Veronica had selected for Polly. Because the entire room was now done up in pink princess canopies and elaborate tuffets and a great quantity of pastel paint, he looked like a drunk beetle trapped inside an Easter egg. <laughs> he squinted around at the new digs uneasily. Fred, he said after a few seconds, is a good guy. A mostly good guy. He's not a criminal. He's looking after my kid. Get to the point, banal Capone, Cheryl said. He's my friend, F.P. said. Or he was. It's one thing to curse the serpents. Okay, but this is like cursing Joaquin versus cursing Jughead. (sighs) One of those things is fine. (laughs) The other's off limits.
1: (laughs) Fuck you, Joaquin.
0: (sighs) Oh, Polly said, realizing what the problem was. You love him. What? (laughs) F.P. said. No. You do, Polly insisted, because she knew star-crossed love when she saw (laughs) it. Did your parents keep you apart? (laughs) No, F.P. said, like she was proposing something ridiculous. Well, his parents did a little. Apparently a guy with... Here he broke off and made air quotes, three juvenile convictions to more air quotes repeated senior year twice and made you found that really horrible band. (laughs) Really? The the band is the... Strike three? How bad was your band? Wasn't as good a use of his time as Mary Malloy or Hermione Herrera. (laughs) You have three convictions, Cheryl said. I have 11 convictions, (laughs) F.P. said, but back then... Only three, and the first three don't count, everybody knows that. (laughs) Maybe it was the hormones, but Polly felt tears pricking at her eyes. It seemed that everywhere she looked, there was another couple kept apart, or nearly kept apart, by the social strictures of Riverdale. Polly and Jason, Betty and Jughead, Joaquin and Kevin, even F.P. and Fred. (laughs) Why can't this town let anyone love, she demanded, <laughs> bursting into tears and getting those tears all over FP's jacket.
1: Those, they were just, like, flying out of her eyeballs. Choop, choop, choo.
0: Look what you did, Cheryl said, brandishing Veronica Lake in FP's face. <laughs> Cheryl put Veronica Lake back in her tank, FP said. You know the guys love Veronica Lake. Mustang knit her a sweater. It's just kind of a tube.
1: Yeah. And it has like snakes on it. So she's a serpent snake.
0: No, said Cheryl. We have to stop the evil at the heart of this town, Polly said. We have to find Jason's killer, frame them, and then get the town to accept that denying love only leads to criminality, sin, and murder. Sure, F.P. said, whatever you want, Polly. It'll be nice to have some real gang work again. (laughs) So that's our big finale double-length episode. Yeah. Uh, Some housekeeping. We will be back in a few weeks with uh, the first of our uh, off-season specials. We we have some fun ideas for, for... New kinds of, of content. Mm-hmm. We have some uh, things we've been wanting to do in our Memory Lane series forever that we, now we have the time to get to. Yeah. Very excited for that. So keep your eyes peeled. We'll, we'll be able to commit to a, a stricter schedule when we know when Season 3 is
1: coming. Yeah. Because
0: <laughs> it's going to be timed around that, obviously. Yeah. In Other Plugs... You should go to chipandironicus.com right now because we started our Metal Gear Solid 5 Let's Play.
2: Hey! Uh,
0: a lot of you found our shows through the, the video game uh, commentaries that I do with my best buddy, Josh. But for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, I do that. Yeah. We, we've been doing it for, for a long, long time. People say we're pretty good.
1: Some people say they the best thing. <laughs> <laughs> I can say it because I'm not involved.
0: <laughs> Thank you, dear. You're welcome. And we just launched uh, the the first update of what may be our magnum opus, the the most ambitious project yet, Metal Gear Solid V.
2: Yeah.
0: So I'd really appreciate if people check that out, spread those links around, uh, get in while the getting's good, mm-hmm. so so we get a strong launch.
1: Yeah. Can also if you if you miss us here and you don't listen to our other podcast, yeah, you could go like listen to that one.
0: Comes which out will not
1: be taking a break.
0: History Honeys comes out every other week like clockwork, like a freight train. So yeah, that's celebrating its second birthday actually. Yeah. So you can find that wherever you found this show. Uh, History Honeys, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, all those places. Yep. Uh, you can also find me guesting on Blastro Podcast. The second part of our uh, Jurassic Park muffed movies uh, is up now. Nice. So that takes us all the way to the first appearance of the Velociraptors.
1: You can't catch me anywhere else.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I have her on exclusive contract.
1: It takes a lot to loan me out to another uh, podcast. <laughs> Basically, you have to ask. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you can also leave us a rating or review Please
0: do, thank uh, you It would
1: help other people find us And they can catch up and they can get all ready for season 3
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You can also tell your friends It's a great time to catch up and get caught up for season 3 <laughs>
0: That's right This episode we're putting up the same day That Riverdale season 2 is going on Netflix in the US uh-huh. Which means it's on Netflix worldwide By the time you're listening to this yeah. Everybody can binge the TV show, and they can binge us, the number one companion, or substitute, or whatever you listen to it's us for.
1: Whatever. Yeah,
0: at the same time.
1: We don't judge.
0: <laughs> and even though uh, this show is going to be coming out less than weekly uh, for, for the next little while, we're still on Twitter at sex underscore Archie. We are. You, you can chat with us. You can share them them hot memes. Oh yeah uh, And news of I'm sure casting announcements Are going to be coming out In the next few weeks mm-hmm. And, and uh, Announcements relating to The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina Netflix show yeah. yeah I'm
1: excited for that
0: With all that business out of the way Thank you very much for listening I'm Elena I'm Grant And from us here at Sex Archie Abandon all hope Ye who enter here Uh-rah. Sugar Ah oh, honey You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down, Sugar. Aw, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down. Come on. And you got me. And you got me. And you
2: got me.